0: And this is how we welcome you to Artistic Spot, a show about art, talent and entrepreneurship where you are also the artist in Artistic Spot, you're actors of your movies, singers of your musicals and writers of your book. Today, we have a very special guest and we are recording live from FAVO Studios in Orlando and we have Will Benton as a guest Good. in Good morning. Artistic Spot. Thank you for accepting our invitation and being uh, part of our story in I'm, Artistic Spot. I'm thrilled. So, Will, you're originally from Kentucky. I am. What brought you to Orlando after being born and raised in a cattle farm? (laughs) What brought you to the City Beautiful and bring art to the city and everything you have done for the arts and for local artists around the Orlando area?
1: Yeah, well, um, like yes, I was was born in a little small town called Beaver Dam, Kentucky, and uh, my mother still lives there and so it's it's just it's it's been a journey um i started piano lessons of all things when i was four years old and uh, went all the way through high school college and um just i didn't feel settled i don't like cold weather and nothing of that so uh my uh, one of my brothers he and his wife had moved to orlando for jobs and so i came down to visit them I stayed a month and did the beach thing and everything, and I, thank goodness I brought enough clothes with me because I stayed. And that's been 35, six, seven years ago. So I've been here a long time.
0: Wow, and what about that passion for the music that you also have as a pianist?
1: <sighs> yeah, I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily have the passion for learning it. I seemed to have more of a gift when I was really young. And my mother saw that and uh, she, cracked the whip and so got me in lessons and I took lessons never a summer off it just continued and continued all the way through college and I guess it was college that I really started saying aha this is why I'm doing this I tended to get it at that point um I've been in church music all my life my father was a Methodist minister and so it just kind of came natural I've been playing in church since about eight years old I guess so um Coming to Orlando, I've had many church jobs and at some point in time I landed this job at Park Lake Presbyterian and I've been the organist pianist there for over 18 years now. And it's a great place, a very welcoming, very passionate congregation. And that kind of led into this FAVO property which the church bought, it's an old motel, <laughs> Davis Park Motel was the name of it. And uh, the couple that built this property were members of the church. So the church really needed parking. Being a town location, that was our one of our biggest struggles. So they bought the property, it was still run as a motel at the time. And uh, so over time, after the purchase, they started tearing some buildings down and making the parking lot better. And then about maybe 12 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, the people who were running the motel part of this business vacated. Uh, The property Sat vacant for about a year uh, while the church discussed, you know, what they should do with the property. Uh, A big motel, lots of room, um, and there was a lot of discussions about feeding, housing the homeless. Uh, different situations like that. And um, the city of Orlando kind of knocked that down because there was too much of that happening right here in this community. So at some point uh, in the discussions, me being uh, over-involved in everything, uh, I said, you know, why don't we do like a working village for artists and creative minds? And so the church kind of handed me the keys And um, so I've got a key for every building, every room. Uh, Yeah, it's a pretty big place. So uh, kind of a big celebration is coming up that uh, 10 years ago, this coming Father's Day, uh, next month, we will celebrate our 10 year anniversary of uh, introducing this concept to the church congregation because uh, we knew we were gonna have to have their backing and their support to be able to make this happen. So, uh, we did that on a Father's Day. I took four rooms on the first floor and I took all the motel furniture out of them. We, I mean, they, there were still mattresses and beds and sheets and all. it was kind of disgusting actually, but uh, so, took cleaned out four rooms and I made four kind of spec studios. So uh, the first one was kind of a very contemporary space. It was all white walls and white floors. I got some kids in the church to do some kind of Jackson Pollock splatter paint uh, pieces. And so we uh, did that as kind of a contemporary space. And then the space next to it, um, a very dear friend of mine, Gary Gessford in Lakeland um, is a professional artist, does brilliant work. So he loaned me some of his paintings to display in the second space the third space i brought my grand piano in and um, had that as kind of a music learning performing space i had musical instruments and music and different stuff like that in there and then to capture yet a totally another different audience i did a sewing studio that had sewing machines and graphs and different materials and stuff all around the room so on that father's day we let church out a little bit early everyone from the congregation walked over and viewed those four rooms and everybody was 100% go it was a really exciting time so that's almost 10 years ago that we did that Uh, in September of this year we had our first art show wow so uh, we've had a lot of art shows I think we've only missed one or two over the last 10 years it's been a monumental feat. So it was right after we started that, that I myself um, working and being around these artists constantly got enthused enough to where I felt a drive to paint on canvas, actually mess up a canvas with paint. And so, you know, 10 years later, um, I've done a lot of work uh, myself, as you can see, kind of a little bit behind us. And uh, it's all in the studio. I've got pieces all in the room and all over the country and pieces abroad. So that, that's been a fun thing for me. Um, the problem that I have musically, I've played so much music over my life, that music constantly plays in my head. <laughs> so I don't usually listen to the radio I, unless I'm on a long trip going somewhere. Um, so I have found with painting... Um, and I never play music in my studio but I found the painting it's the only thing that turns the music off in my head. It's, it's such an odd concept when I sit down to do that all the little melodies and stuff that play in my head even at nighttime when I go to sleep you know that's painting for some reason it just makes all that stop. What's
0: the message that you want to, your audience to see when they're just in front of that beautiful and magnificent Painting is the one that we have behind us.
1: You know what, when I sit down to paint, I really don't have a motivation behind it. Um, I just kind of, you know, once I get the plaster out and I start putting texture on, it's, it's almost like making music. I, I don't have a direct vision. I might have a thought, uh, but it seems to never go where I expect it to. Um, so I've done a lot of trees, In my life uh, of painting, uh, the trees have very special meaning. They came to me in a dream. Uh, My oldest brother was failing with cancer. So um, in that time of anxiety in the family and a little bit of depression within me because of his health, I dreamed of dead trees and living worlds. Um, some people just call them dormant. They don't like mm-hmm. the word dead. Um, but to me, it was very vivid. My trees don't have leaves, nothing, but they live in very vibrant backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I felt, and my family mm-hmm. kind of felt that way. Uh, we were just going through the motions, and the world was just kind of spinning around us. Yeah. So I've done a lot of trees, and they're all over the country. I've tried to not do them. Uh, But my brother keeps sending them back to me.
0: Uh, Do you think that's a message for you to keep on doing what you're doing and in a certain way to keep him alive? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There have been times that I thought, you know what, I don't want to do any more trees. I just don't. I don't want to do any more trees. And then it's either a client will come to me and want something very specific or they've seen something I've done in the past. They're like, I want one of those. And just as soon as I start working on it, then the process of doing it, it just, yeah, it just kind of floods me with a good feeling that I'm kind of keeping his memory alive and uh, we were very close. So, yeah, he's missed a lot. I can tell. So, what did you
0: learn about that experience? Because it's not very easy for people to lose someone that is so close to us to cancer and then being able to portray that image in your painting how hard has it been for you to keep on moving forward and in a certain way how have you used your brother as an inspiration in everything you do it doesn't matter if it's just whatever you portray in a canvas but also what you play right in the piano
1: you know what it's it's a lot my brother but it, it's a lot my whole family uh, we were a very musical family and um you know and and things that I do there there's movement in some of my pieces that you know kind of to me act like music and the movement in music and uh, the movement in the trees outside so you know a lot of it is my brother a lot of it is just sheer family Mm -hmm. we're all very close and so I I think that's inspired me when I get to a finished product I don't know that I'm going there when I'm working on it but it must be back in the back of my head somewhere because it when it comes out, I'm like, ah, I feel that. Yeah, and sometimes I don't feel it. I've got one gentleman that has is an artist that helps me title my paintings, and he sees in the pieces what I don't see. You know, I, I just do them. I just do them. So I try to stick in series. Like I've gone through a, a lot of trees, and all of the trees fall into a specific series. There are other heavily you know new pieces that are very lots of movement i've done a lot of circles and squares and right now i'm going through the process of trying to open those circles and open those squares so the lines aren't connected and something a little more freer because i like to paint inside the box i like to stay inside the lines you know <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not a you know i'm not a trained artist um i have learned a lot from my art friends here at FAVO and in this town. There's some amazing, brilliant talent in this town. And um, so I've learned a lot from them. I think I have kind of a unique style. You do, yes. Um, And uh, I I just like to feel it. I like for people to touch my paintings. And that's such a no-no that you just don't do. I'm not afraid of that. I want people to feel the texture and stuff like that that goes into the paintings so I've I've learned a lot on this journey Um, you also learn what it feels like when you sell something yes and something that you've done goes into someone else's home and they like it yes I mean that's that's pretty special you know when I play music you know there there's those fans that appreciate what you do and uh, and, you know I, I play for three different congregations not just Park Lake and um, they're large congregations and people are just, you know, all over the world and they're, they're coming into town and sitting there and they'll come up to me and be like, are you Will? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, but it's fun. So I learn from them. I learn what, to me, what people like. I don't play things that some people like um, and that's okay.
0: Now, Will, being you part of this artistic population around Orlando right now with the upcoming 10th anniversary of FAVO how important is for you the support to local artists so how important that has been for you? because some people they tend not to appreciate visual arts right. as some others what can you tell our audience about that
1: well I think Orlando is a very different it's a very young city uh, we don't have a lot of the culture there's a, so much talent with Disney and Universal Studios and different places like that. Uh, in visual arts, the talent that's in this town is amazing. But we don't necessarily have a lot of collectors. Like if you go to New York, Chicago, you know, big cities, even Miami, there are big time art collectors in those cities that aren't necessarily here. So it's more challenging. I think our mission here at FAVO has been. To provide a space that is affordable, um, you know, we still fall under the church's nonprofit so umbrella. So we, we don't make any money off of this. You know, we keep the building up and running and pay all of our bills and um, try to keep it as nice as possible for people to be able to come here and work. And it really is a community. Uh, When you're a part of FAVO, we're all, you know, we all get along, you know, and when I'm selecting artists to be here, I'm kind of, you know, when I'm meeting with them, I'm trying to get a good vibe of, are they going to fit in, you know, uh, because there's some interesting artists and personalities out there. And we've had some, <laughs> and we've had some along the way. But, you know, I think it, it feels good, you know, there are artists that literally come here every day to go into their private space and just think through their process. Or, you know, sometimes I just came, come in here and hang out, leave my door open and other artists walk in, we talk and, you know, do fun stuff. So I think it's good for the artists to have community. So now, Will, you were talking about that artist selection.
0: What do you look for in an artist that wants to have their art studio in Fable and be part of this community that you were talking about that has an open door policy, which is amazing, and this big family?
1: Um, What we're looking for at this point, when we first opened and started renting space, um, I knew a lot of artists. There were a lot of people already on the waiting list to be here so i wasn't as picky as i am these days i needed to fill space because the church had invested a lot of money into renovating this space so that the city of orlando would allow us to occupy it so at that point you know as long as the art was good and you know the people were paying their rent you know we opened at this point you know i'm looking for really good talent Um, and I'm looking for personality um, and people that want to be part of a growing community that that work at their art and want to be here and want to create here. There are a few spaces here that are not creative spaces. Uh, They're galleries for artists to come turn their lights on 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 show night and just walk in and sell art. Uh, what we really like here are working people that wanna come into their studio, you know, and they can come t- 24 hours a day. They can be here any time in the day or night um, and work and be part of this little community and be part of the shows and, um, you know, make Fable kind of a, a destination per se for, you know, people to come and enjoy what we do.
0: And what about those events that you host every first Friday and Saturday, every month? What do you expect from the creative minds that are part of this FABO family and the, of course the audience that comes and stops by and visits right. and they look around, the amazing things that you can look at every studio. What do you expect from those events and what's in mind for the upcoming months and years?
1: Uh, my expectations are kind of high. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, they're not always fulfilled. I, In my mind, I can't expect all artists to participate. Um, and I've learned that over time. Um, I, you know, if you don't participate, you don't get anything out of it. And what I experience from these artists is, even though they love the creative process, they love selling. Yeah. And some of them need to sell yes. to support themselves. Um, especially through COVID, you know, we've been back open since August, protecting and being protective. Um, so uh, from the, the people that come here, I hope that they will just walk through the door of that studio. Uh, I hope that they'll walk into my space. I hope that they will ask me questions. I hope that they will go and say, can I touch this? Can I take a picture of this? Some artists don't want that. They don't allow that. When they come to me, you know, I hope that they will do that. Uh, a lot of people are intimidated by the artist, and um, so they, therefore, they'll just look through the window and not go in. And even if it's just say, "I like that color. What is that color?" You know, and then that just starts a conversation. It makes the artist feel, you know, warranted for their work and appreciated for their work and their creativeness. What's next for Will, besides
0: FAVO, besides all this great uh, Creative Mind Village that you have created for <laughs> local artists? What's next for you? Any projects that you have in mind with the city of Orlando that maybe involve the visual
1: arts or music? Um, you know, we're just starting to pull out of COVID. Um, I can't even wrap my brain. It's been so long. Since I've, you know, put together, I I like to do Will and Friends concerts, um, and to where it's not just a solo performance for me, but it's getting a lot of my very talented friends together, and they're performing, we're all performing together, and I love doing stuff like that. So that will be definitely, definitely by mid 2022. Um, uh, it's a lot of work to put those things together. Um, I am going to be having to have some hand surgery. So I'm going to have to allow time, about three months, to be away from playing.
0: Playing and also
1: painting? Or do you think painting will be... Well, if they do it on the right hand, then I'm left-handed so I can paint with my left hand. Oh, there you go. (laughs) It's perfect. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just going to keep creating. I'm trying to come up with some new concepts uh, for paintings. Uh, Still keeping in my theme and my style. Um, Yeah, just kind of but it has to hit me, you know? Like today, am I painting today? Probably not, I just, I'll practice today. Uh, so I'm always, since I play for, you know, two different congregations, I'm always having to have music ready. Of course. So the library of my music is just enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always preparing for that kind of stuff. Um, you know, trying to just do my thing, my wheel thing.
0: What do you think and how do you see FAVO in the next 5 or 10 years?
1: Um, I had visions of FAVO expanding. Um, I I don't really know how that is going to happen. We have other buildings on the property, but there are other groups looking at those buildings. So one thing that we can do to this building Out of the 36 rooms, only 22 of them are rentable space. So if we decide to rent out the other 14 spaces, which includes my studio, um, then we have to put in fire alarms and sprinklers to the entire building. Correct. Which will dislodge some artists. Um, So that's debatable. Um, I I just want to see more ways we can connect with the community i just met with a lady from the boys and girls club of central florida and we're trying to think of projects we can do with them they're right here in our back door they're right next door and uh, we will go soon and we will start collecting backpacks for one of the you know the schools that you know their children in need Uh, we've collected bicycles for you know for kids and we've done this and we've done that so gift cards for the hospitals you know the kids in the hospitals and stuff so you know we're always pushing towards things like that um, just to keep you know the artist involved and them knowing that we are always heading in this direction.
0: And they also have a safe safe space where they can come and work.
1: Absolutely. Which is something amazing that
0: uh, you guys did during COVID is that by the way the building is set up you were able to respect the CDC guidelines and yeah. uh, the distance and all that because everybody can just, could just come here and close their doors and Abs- work absolutely. on their arts.
1: I rode my bicycle in almost every day and just came in my space, closed my door. And, you know, there were days, weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks that nobody was here. I'm here by myself. It was like, you know, 10 years ago when we first started this. I was here by myself every day. Um, So, but yeah, I, um, and then slowly but surely, you know, people started contacting me, you know, can I come to my space? I said, you're safe walking out of your house. You're safe getting in your car. Once you get here, go to, I mean, you don't have to touch the handrails to go up Mm -hmm. the steps if you have to go up the steps, Um, you know. We put hand sanitizer and stuff in every room, uh, and mask, you know, all that stuff. So I'm like, you do what you do. But it, to me, it was my safe place. I did not have to stay home.
0: Now, Will, can you talk to us a little bit about the City of Orlando Proclamation and the support that you have received from the local government and Commissioner Patty
1: Sheehan? Oh, well, Patty Sheehan has been a huge supporter and she has shown her art here several times. Um, Patty's been kind of a, a lifesaver For me um, She is not My city commissioner um, But She's the neighboring commissioner To everybody else Correct. Um, and you know I call her a friend So I have Thrown little fits on Facebook About something and she'll come over here And knock on my door and walk in What's going on and She fixes it She just Fixes it. Um, I've had many meetings with Mayor Dyer. He's been very, very supportive. I mean, he's a very busy man, but his whole team have been very supportive. Uh, we've had lots of support from University of Central Florida. Rob Reedy and his organization out there have been here many times and helped us through the planning process of this. Yeah, I think it's been very supportive. I. Um, Early on, I went and the mayor, I think they still do these to where you can do an eight or 12 week, like a city class and learn how the whole city works and all the different departments of the city of Orlando. And I did that. I did not miss one. They were fascinating going to the fire department, the police department, the, the sewage recycling place and all these different places. It was just an amazing opportunity. They gave me to participate in, um, so that that I was very thankful for. It gave me a better understanding, and it, it put me right in in you know Mayor Dyer's face, you know, every week, yes. and um, and just a lot of lot of support from all of Orlando. And there are still people that come to the shows that have have no idea that we're here. They just somebody said something, and they're like, "We've never been. We never knew this existed." So constantly looking for ways to get more information out about where we are when our shows are how to find us so
0: what can you tell those people about FAVO and about the mission that FAVO has and what will has for them as well
1: the the mission for FAVO is you know comes comes from the church obviously because they own us Um, so the mission of FAVO is to be an outreach to from the church to the community to support people that are creative, right? Um, for me, what I'm telling people, I'm like, just come here and experience it. Um, be part of it. Make it a regular thing on your monthly calendar because things change. Artists yeah. change. Um, yeah, so that, that's just kind of my thing is just trying to get people here. Reintroduce you know, it to new people, reintroduce it to people that haven't been here in four, five, six years, you know, and do something just different.
0: What message can you tell our audience about creativity come, and art?
1: Come see us. Um, you know, there's a little bit of everything here. Um, what I say to you is, if you want to be an artist, if you are being an artist, treat it like a job. Still be creative, but treat it like a job. Do something with it every day and really learn your craft, learn who you are, keep exploring um, and get your stuff out there. You know, if if we're not the place for you to, you know, bring your stuff and show it because we open up space on our event nights for artists to come in that are not part of us and that's a regular thing. So yeah, come show me, send me pictures of your work. I'd love to see it. Um, Collaborate on projects artists love to do stuff like that so just find your community and be part of it where can people follow you
0: on social media we are in a digital world and people like to follow and see things online and go ahead and check your instagram handle so where can they follow will and favo uh
1: you can follow favo f-a-v-o faith arts village orlando Uh, facebook we've got two different we've got a fan page and a group page all listed under faith arts village of orlando or just orlando Instagram where Favo Motel Studios. <laughs> There's way too many. I can't remember. <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> we're gonna put them
0: down there for you guys to follow Favo and Will and be part of this story of this amazing village for the creative minds. Thank you, Will, for being part of episode ninety one of Artistic Spot.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you
0: very much for joining us, for giving us this important message on the importance of art as a whole for the community. It really is. It brings people together. It does. In a way that some people don't even think about. Right. Thank you, our audience, for joining us in another episode of Artistic Spot. And don't forget to tune us back in next week in Artistic Spot, where you are also the artist.